Welcome everyone to episode two of the Unbundled Audiologist. My name is Dr. Erica Person, and today I'm going to share three tips to dipping your toes into becoming an unbundled clinic. But first, let's talk about Ruth. Ruth is a patient we all have. She's 82 years old and she's diabetic. She lives with her daughter because her husband passed away four years ago. Her daughter is on her to do something about her hearing, but ironically doesn't feel like it's necessary to accompany her to the appointment. Ruth knows she needs help, but lets you know up front that she's on a fixed income. Now, I don't know about you, but aren't all our patients pretty much on a fixed income? And then she tells you that she lives on her social security and gets paid on the third of every month. She gets roughly $980 a month from social security and a little more from savings and investments her and her husband managed to squirrel away. You pray she has an easy hearing loss, but can tell she's struggling just during the case history. And in fact, your voice is starting to get hoarse from talking so loud. So you move her into the booth to finish the case history through the headphones. Ruth's test reveals a moderate to moderately severe sensory neural hearing loss, and her word discrimination is only 65%. Ruth needs premium hearing aids, and she needs all the help that she can get. Now, we can get into a sidebar about premium aids versus base level hearing aids, and I know that there are no studies showing definitive proof that premium hearing aids are better for speech discrimination and noise over base model hearing aids. I also know that we have all of these anecdotal stories where people just do better. Their AFAB scores improve or their word discrimination scores improve or maybe their quicksand improves. But it doesn't really matter because we're talking about Ruth and Ruth needs premium hearing aids and frankly, all the accessories to help her hear better on the phone, TV and noisy situations. And isn't it always this person that needs all that help, that those are the ones that can only afford the base model. This was Ruth. She's the reason you start to think about being unbundled. So let's get to it. Tip number one, I highly recommend that you start with one location or just one provider. Take a step back and assess your current situation. Are you a single provider with a single location? If so, you may wanna try a partial unbundling approach first. Are you a single provider with multiple locations? If so, just think about doing unbundling in one location first. And if you happen to have multiple providers in multiple locations, well, that's the best case scenario. Just start with one. So when I started dipping my toe into the unbundled world, I literally dipped. There's no jumping over here. I had four clinics and I had learned early on not to put all my eggs into one basket when making major changes. I had one clinician in particular who was consistently on me to come up with other strategies to help her patients afford better hearing. According to my provider, she saw a ton of roofs. I also thought she'd be perfect for this model because she had only been out of school for about a year. So she wasn't as locked into old thinking about bundling and definitely wasn't as used to giving away things for free. This particular location was a single provider office and based on its gross revenue, I really felt that we could take a slight dip in cash flow and the other locations could make up for it. 
that's one of the bigger concerns that I hear from other providers. And we're going to address that in another episode, the, the actual dip in cash flow and how to get through that. So tip number two, track your key performance indicators for at least three to six months. Those are the KPIs you hear about. So what are KPIs? Again, they're the key performance indicator, but they are the basis for making everything within your business become predictable. Business should be boring. Most practices will categorize KPIs as maybe your average sale price, your help rate, your close rate, depending on what you call it, binaural fitting to two aids versus one, maybe the percentage of premium hearing aids versus mid-level versus entry level. For the patient, pair, patient care coordinator, it could be how many calls are converted to appointments or the success rate of having a companion show or how many appointments they set from their outbound calling. If it's something that directly relates to the success of the business, then we can find a way to track it and it becomes part of a KPI. For example, let's say you want to gross $500,000 then all you need to know is what your average sale price is and how many people you need to see to sell those two hearing aids. So let's say you sell every hearing aid for $2,000. You would need to sell 250 hearing aids to make 500,000. Pretty simple, right? Now let's say that you have to see 1.5 people on average to sell two hearing aids. From a math problem, that tells me all I need to do is put 167 people in front of you to make it happen. Easy, right? But don't worry, there are plenty of spreadsheets out there that'll do it for you. In fact, many of the OMS systems, such as Council Ear, can help keep track of it for you. So they make it super simple. Now all I have to do is just go plan my marketing to ensure that I can get those people in front of you. So really, Business should be boring. It should be predictable. And KPIs can be used for anything you want to track and ultimately improve upon. The key is tracking for a long enough time that everything becomes predictable. I can't say it enough. In our Facebook group, The Unbundled Audiologist, Dr. Liz Rogers stated it best. She said, unbundling is a marathon. It's been four years and we are still making changes. Now, I may have paraphrased loosely. However, she is right, and there is no reason to rush. As a team, we created a partial unbundled model. I wasn't comfortable yet with all the different CPT codes, and I wanted to make it simple for my provider to implement it. We created basic collateral for this provider, so that way it would be easy to explain the, the partial unbundling to the patient. After three months, the system was working well enough that we had our other providers and location implement the partially unbundled model. But for this particular provider, the first one that started it, after just six months, her help rate was at 88%. An astounding 60% of her patients chose the unbundled model. Now at that same time frame for our company as a whole, at the end of the six months, 30% of our patients were choosing unbundled. Okay, tip number three, have a robust and flexible OMS system. There's two reasons for that. 
First, it's easy to track a patient who is on a service care plan versus one who is pay-as-you-go. And second, it makes creating itemized fee schedules super easy and convenient. One of the surprising questions I get all the time is how to track your bundled patient versus patients on a service plan. Now, hopefully by now, everyone's using a digital OMS system such as Council Ear, Cycle Pro, or Blueprint. If you're not, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with good old-fashioned paper files. In fact, when I started three years ago, uh, I actually used paper files for about three months before I saw the light and thought, what are you doing? Get back on the digital landscape. So let's say you do have paper charts. That is the easiest way to create a color coding system. Get some stickers and start plopping them on. All the purple dots could indicate they're bundled patients and all the green dots are unbundled. But if you are digital, then your life just got a lot easier. I use Council Ear personally, but I have used CyclePro in the past. Both systems have an area that you can customize the service terms. When a patient calls to schedule, the patient care coordinator can quickly look to determine if the patient is bundled or unbundled. I know in Council Ear, there's an alert section where you can type it in there if you want more front and center as you kind of start up this new system. So why is this important? This is where the expectations of payment are reinforced. So let's just take this example. Your front office staff or patient care coordinator says, hi, Mr. Smith, I have you down for Tuesday at 10 a.m. for a hearing aid adjustment. Are you still under a service plan or are you pay as you go? Let me check for you. Now, Mr. Smith is probably gonna say something like, well, I'm not really sure, even though he does know <laughs> while you look it up. Now we can say, okay, Mr. Smith, it looks like your service plan ended in June. So this visit is going to be a chargeable visit. We will give you a call the day before to confirm your appointment. Is there anything else I can help you with? And let's be honest, Mr. Smith is probably going to ask you how much the visit is going to cost. Which leads me to why I love, love, love Council Ear. Now, I'm not paid to endorse, to endorse Council Ear, but I am willing and able if anyone wants to put a bug in Brian Urban's ear. If you haven't used it before, Council Ear has an invoice function where you can import preset bundled groups. So, for example, I have a preset group for binaural maintenance appointments. During this appointment, I could do any of the following. It may be room and management. I may be doing programming. I could be doing a firmware upgrade. I could be putting the hearing aid in a test box for an electroacoustic analysis, or I could just be doing basic cleaning. Either I or the patient coordinator can quickly check this button and have it imported into an estimate or an actual real invoice. It's a huge time saver and a way for the patient care coordinator to address Mr. Smith's question. She can say something like, Mr. Smith, depending on what doctor person does during the appointment, it could be as little as $50 or it could be up to $275. Once you meet with her, she can give you a better idea of the cost. So there you have it. Those are three tips to dipping your toes into unbundling. It's simple and yet powerful. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. To keep up with all things unbundled, click subscribe to this weekly podcast. You can also cruise over to our Facebook group, The Unbundled Audiologist, and interact with other like-minded audiologists who are always willing to share their wisdom. 
Have a great week.